Welcome to Not So Chronic, a place where we discuss the real truth in healing ourselves from chronic diagnosis. My name is Sarah and I'm a self-healers coach for women who want to step into the healer and leader they are born to be. Think of this podcast as your radical guide in unleashing yourself from all the BS you were told and awaken yourself to your power, your worth and your innate ability to heal yourself. Through our stories from suffering and diagnosis to real healing and transformation, we are the revolution. We are not so chronic. I'm so excited for this episode. We have my client, Gail. Gail is a self-healer, energy healer, and dream work expert. And I'm so excited to have her here on the show today. Gail's going to be telling us all about her own personal journey in healing chronic illness that she finds herself on here and now to share with you all listening. She has been an incredible client that I've loved working with so much. Um, She's so self-aware and it's going to be so wonderful to hear all about her own experience with the inner work required to explore those underlying core beliefs, explore those patterns that we get ourselves stuck in um, that manifest as symptoms and illness. As, as we know, Gail, this is the way that we can get ourselves unstuck and stop subscribing to those patterns over and over. So we can form new patterns, so we can form new beliefs, and we can ultimately change our life. Um, so first of all, thank you for having me. Um, it's it's an opportunity that's come up just at the right time for me where I seem to be having um, or realising that I'm sort of working towards speaking my truth more and, and doing some chakra stuff as I've been speaking to you about yesterday. Um, so for me, um, I had been unwell for nine years, um, unable to work for seven and um, had all these sort of diagnosis, um, chronic fatigue syndrome, post-viral fatigue, um, food intolerances, uh, the list goes on, IBS, stress, with all this stuff. Over the years I'd got myself to a point um, of functioning a bit better and you know, I was no longer sort of having to be lifted in and out of bath or, you know, needing someone to cut up my food because, you know, I didn't have the energy to do it. You know, I was no longer crawling on the floor to get to the bathroom. Yeah, I'd got to a point of being able to do the basic things for myself, you know, wash and dress and make myself a meal and maybe go down to the bottom of the garden for, um, you know, a wee while or, or whatever. And that started to feel like, you know, quite a safe place to be for a long time. I'd been very stressed about, you know, oh, I'm I'm telling me I'm chronically unwell and, you know, I'm losing my job and I'm losing my house and, you know, I'm having to apply for social security and all that stuff sort of tailed on for years. And now I'd got myself to this point of, yep, I absolutely believe healing can happen. I am, you know, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm getting better. You know, symptoms are lessening, they're reducing. But I got to a point where I felt like I'm sort of stuck in this place now. I'd sort of plateaued. How did I um, improve from here? And because up until I this been... point, how had you been healing all this time? Had you been changing your diet and things like that? 
Yeah, so um, I did what all the doctors told me not to do, which was Google. Um, <laughs> you know, the doctors told me you're chronically ill, you just need to accept that, you know, don't go Googling things. And um, I found loads of things on Googles and I found lots of um, support groups on Facebook. Some were supportive and encouraging, others not so much. Um, and yeah, one of the big things that came out of that, first of all, was dietary changes and taking supplements. Yeah. Um, and I found a sort of regime, if you like, that had been developed for chronic fatigue syndrome and that, that helped initially kind of put me on a path to healing but also for me um, as someone who had worked in the NHS and had had sort of evidence-based practice that had drummed into me and when you're you know evidence-based practice for the NHS is you know there has to be you know x amount of years worth of evidence and it has to be all the gold standard type research and actually one of the big things I've learned is if something works for me, then it works for me. It yeah. doesn't matter. There's no uh, randomised control trial telling me that, you know, this will work for me. Uh, uh, you know, and initially I was in this sort of place of fear and just trying everything because it had worked for someone else, it might work for me. And what I learned to do over time was actually be better at sort of listening to my intuition. There were a few things I tried that my gut feeling was sort of, mm, I don't know about this, but I was sort of almost in desperation stages. I'll just try it anyway, and then it either didn't work or maybe gave me other symptoms or made me a bit worse, and I'd be like, okay, I actually knew my gut feeling was telling me. So I had to start tuning into that more and listening to that more, um, and that sort of helped me on the path to the, the things that I found that helped me, which, yeah, as you say, was diet and supplements initially. Um, and then meditation um, and yoga and um, oh, just, just loads of different things um, that all came as I started to listen to my intuition rather than desperately just dialing everything um, to get better. But it was listening to people who also, you know, had that diagnosis or similar problems to me really helped me find these sorts of things as well because obviously the you know conventional medicine really had no answers it was just a case of you're not sleeping well here's some sleeping tablets and you know or you're in pain here's some painkillers and it's not it's not the answer yeah. yeah I hear you on that that was my experience as well and I love that all the healing modalities that you opened yourself up to you weren't what maybe started is I'll do this to relieve the symptom. I'll do that because maybe it will help. Maybe it will help me sleep better. Maybe the yoga will loosen up my body. Maybe it'll help me relax a bit more. And it starts off like this usually. Mm -hmm. But then the amazing thing is that all of this is also inner work because we have to show up to the yoga practice. We have to choose ourselves. We have to roll out the mat. We have to choose the supplement or the um, juice. Maybe we're going to juice some vegetables and then we have to stand there juicing for half an hour and then, you know, and dealing with the mm -hmm. chronic fatigue and the symptoms and we might have the headache and the pattern could be, you know, I'm too in pain. So I'll just order takeout because that's easier or, you know, things like this mm -hmm. that we do mm -hmm. because the symptoms are so debilitating and difficult but 
in self-healing, we know that it is in choosing these practices that are full of prana, full of chi, full of health, full of vitality, that support us also on changing on a fundamental level inside, within us, as we choose ourselves each day, choose ourselves, like, especially with stomach-related symptoms and eating, it's like when we, you know, don't choose ourselves, we're self-abandoning. And then we eat something that's not good for us um, because we're at a party and we want to fit in and we don't want to say no and we don't want to look rude or we don't want to look weird or we don't want to admit that maybe we are on a, a fruit diet or that we don't eat gluten or that we just we want to fit in with everyone else. Maybe that can be you know, for me, that was um, an underlying core belief I had. So then we eat something that's not great for us or we don't do the yoga, we don't do the practice. And then our body flares and then maybe we're stuck thinking that we did something wrong and that we didn't do it good enough and that we and then we use that experience to berate ourselves and i know through mm -hmm. going through that myself that i learned that i'm just being redirected again and again to the inner work which is i'm already enough i'm already great my body is already functioning and i didn't do anything wrong yeah and I went down a sort of horrible path at one point of um, being intolerant to nearly everything I could only eat I think it was nine foods um, at one point but we're still very much at that point still in the mindset of you know, conventional medicine can help me and I was seeing dietitians in the NHS and I was seeing gastroenterologists and no one had answers and I was losing more weight and I was like seven stone and I'm quite tall you know I was emaciated and I just couldn't eat anything and the symptoms were so severe um, and what actually um, sort of helped me was seeing um, a hypnotherapist and a lot of what she did not just through a hypnotherapy she was also an energy healer as well was about encouraging me to look after me it was encouraging me to de-stress and really to sort of calm down um sort of stress responses in my brain because it was just on such high alert so it, didn't, it got to a point where it didn't matter what food I was putting in my body it was just going ah you know it's it's it has a similar you know molecular makeup to something that maybe I did um, react to like like gluten but wasn't that and you know my body was just sort of on this constant high alert and so yeah that that became a lot about sort of um, looking after myself and being kind to myself and showing myself you know self-love to actually reduce those sorts of symptoms and, and get me you know sort of able to eat foods and things back in. Also for me fatigue being my sort of biggest symptom I had worked one point with a sort of physiotherapist who kept pushing me to do more activity and you know this sort of braided exercise stuff and, and I just kept relapsing and, and getting worse and so what that sort of taught me at that point in that very stressed stage at the beginning of being ill was I just need to rest I just have to rest all the time but actually there needs to be a balance and that actually became detrimental to me you know, when I'm thinking that I'm doing all this rest and lying down all the time and that actually that was good for my body and that I was being good for myself and showing myself love and, and was just starting to work and worse. And of course, I was starting to decondition more, which meant, you know, my muscles um, 
you know, were really able to tell me about the house and that became sort of a, a dark place of me, you know, well, what am I doing wrong? You know, I'm doing all the rest. And, and as I did eventually manage to get out of that phase, I was still on sort of hyper alert as soon as I had a wee bit more fatigue again. It was, well, I did too much. It's my own fault. I shouldn't have done that. And that just proves to me that, you know, I can't do that again. And I was sort yeah. of stuck for a long time. Yes. And with that resting, it's that it becomes safe. It becomes a safe haven mm-hmm. and it becomes a good reason sometimes to not have to do the things and when I talk about these kind of uh, needs within the symptoms, it can be triggering because we are getting really real with ourselves to this point mm-hmm. of like, it's all with love and compassion. It's never in a nasty, mean way. But I know that I manifested, see, my two things that came together were chronic fatigue and sinusitis. And the pain here in my sinuses with the fatigue would be the perfect reason to say no to my partner for certain things that partners do together in the bedroom um no to maybe doing things around the house no to certain events and activities no I can't continue with my university studies because I'm so sick and other kinds of things and that's not to say that everybody manifests symptoms because they're they want to be lazy. That's not what I'm saying at all. I didn't want to be lazy. I didn't want to be ill. I didn't want to be so sick, but I had uh, needs within that were um, definitely something to do with boundaries, right? Definitely. I couldn't just say no, because standing in my truth and say, no, sorry, I'm not going to do that. That doesn't flow with me. That's been a huge process in my healing. I know, um, setting boundaries and standing in your on your two feet has been huge for you as well. I think um, what what's became really apparent to me, and again, this will be triggering to people, you know, potentially hearing this who are in the middle of, you know, sort of chronic illness and chronic fatigue just now. And so, you know, I'm not saying it, it's, it's sort of no judgment. It was, it was where I used to be. And I had spent my life, you know, never really listening to my my gut instinct always sort of in you know logic you know my gut saying something else but logically that doesn't make sense to me so I'll just do the logical thing and sort of living my life you know keeping everyone else happy and doing the normal thing and following the nine to five and whatever and when I became ill um, I spent sort of two years off work going back work off work going back to work and eventually after two years of that I was so ill I mean I just I just couldn't work and that left me sort of in the house on my own and I didn't realise this at the time but I see it now actually for years I'd suffered from social anxiety and it had become so normal to just have a knot in my stomach when I was meeting people or speaking to people that I didn't even recognise it anymore and working in my job I was in and out of various you know team meetings and different wards and meeting different patients all the time and actually it was all quite anxiety provoking and on looking back now I see that it's almost like having this illness you know being that ill was like you know here you go Gail here's what you want you know you don't want all this anxiety now you can just stay in the house and it was almost right. like my body my sort of nervous system and you know saving me from all this anxiety of life and of course that wasn't how I saw it at the time and a year later I got a wee bit better and I had a bit more energy and I tried to go back 
the work had been doing a full-time job, I tried to go back from six hours a week um, over two days. And within a week, that, that, that put me into a full relapse, back to the start for 18 months. Again, it was really only then that I sort of accepted, well, I'm really debilitated here. You know, I'm not going to get back to work. You know, I'd now sort of lost my job. And it was right, okay, now I need to look at how I'm going to heal this. Because before, because up until then, it had just been, I need to get back to my life. I need to get back to my job. I need to get back to all the things that, I hadn't really been recognising were, were wrong for me or were, were causing the anxiety and things. And then further down the line, I thought I'd learned about three, four years later, um, I attempted to do some volunteering, which was two hours a week. It would just be on the phone, so I would be in the house, and I thought, you know, even if I'm having a bad day, I can be doing it in my pyjamas or whatever. And it just wasn't the right thing for me at that time. And so what I manifested then was another relapse um, before I even started the volunteering, just doing the training for it, which only required you know, a couple of hours a week, I'd manifested another relapse. Mm. Um, but I was able to sort of see, okay, this wasn't the right thing for me. I was about to give up more of my time and energy when really I'd, what I needed to be doing with that extra time and energy that I now had a little bit was actually nurturing myself and doing things for myself, not going back to, I need to help other people. And then very recently, and we had this conversation recently, Sarah, I started, you know, I'm starting to think about, you know, how I'm, I'm moving forward in terms of, you know, starting a business and doing Doing work around my energy healing and, and my sort of dream interpretation and stuff and I got really hyper focused on it and got into this achiever mode of you know well, I'll do this and this and this will be great and I manifested this week of migraines and headaches where I just had I just had to stop um, and I'm thinking oh no I haven't had any of these symptoms for years why are they back um, and the initial thought was still it's me I've eaten the wrong food, I've done something wrong, and I was able to stop myself and say, no, you know, what is this telling me? And really it was, you know, I was far too much in my head, you know, I was going back to being, you know, very do, 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 achieve, achieve, achieve. Um, and I've spent the last sort of week just, it's funny because, I, I, and I said this to you recently as well, I, I still want to say we're not really doing anything. But actually what I'm doing is sitting and doing what just feels right at the time, just intuitively going, I feel like doing a bit of yoga and movement just now. I feel like going and sitting in the garden for a while. I feel like doing a meditation. And all of that has brought up sort of wee thoughts here and there and led me to different things and shown me lots of stuff that I wouldn't have seen because I was too, I was becoming too blinkered um, in that week of just go, 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 do, do, do. Um, and so I've just needed that week to just remind myself, you know, I need balance. Yeah, there needs to be the moving forward and the, the doing and the creating, but there also needs to be this time where, you know, I can just go inwards and sort of listen to myself and see what's coming up, but also looking after myself. I can't start going back to do, do, do all the time at the expense of doing the things that I know are, are good for me. My yeah, right. It's like every time we start to misalign, 
and we start to go off. It's like we have a trajectory. We have our mission, our soul mission, which is not mm -hmm. just about helping people and, and helping the planet heal. It's also all of our own inner conflict conflicts and things that we're figuring out which is definitely this perception of time that there's not enough time and we've got to be all in and we've got to yeah and tick off all the things and then we've been productive and then we've had a good day and then mm -hmm. we can sleep well that mm -hmm. night when we've done 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 so then we start to get imbalanced whether that's in hyper focusing on one yes. thing whether that's in maybe foregoing the meditation or foregoing the practices because maybe mm -hmm. we get to a point where we say well actually i'm healing i'm really like maybe we're you know how i don't really know about how healed we are because it's just one long adventure right whether we're 50 percent mm -hmm. healed the way we're all healing um and we go so maybe i don't need to do those things anymore because i only need yeah. to do those things when i'm sick well the body learns get sick then okay if that's the only way yeah. i can get yeah. you to sit on that mat or whatever eat those greens or whatever go to your um chanting circle that you go to mm -hmm. or yeah. show up for yourself in other ways and stand in your truth if that's what i'll have to do then i'll do it and then we get sick and then mm -hmm we go, oh, I better look after myself again. We're forgetting yeah. that the looking after ourselves is the I foundation do. of our life. We just weren't taught it. We, weren't, we were taught to brush our teeth. And so we all do that twice a day, every day. But mm -hmm. just as equally important as oral hygiene, it's our spiritual hygiene, it's our mental hygiene, it's our emotional hygiene. It is um, thinking about getting conscious about the thoughts that you say and the beliefs that you say. And when you say things like, you know, that are limiting in nature, you are steering yourself off your trajectory and onto some other reality where you believe there's no time, there's no men, there's no this, there's no that, whatever the thing is that you're saying. And I know that you're so intuitive um, and that's been your, I would say that's your word. If I had a word for you, like intuitive, intuition has been your thing because every time you've gone, oh, I'm getting off track, it's your intuition that guides you back to you, mm -hmm. your next up level, your next like aha moment where you're like, mm -hmm. oh, this is it. This is what I need to do next. This is where I'm going. And so getting sick isn't going backwards. It's just mm -hmm. steering off a little bit and then coming back, but even more ahead than when we were. Yeah, it's always for me a sign. I'm now like, right, okay, this symptom, what are you telling me? And sometimes I need sit and just meditate on that or sometimes you have a great EFT sort of session on your membership um, and I go and do that and, and quite often we'll get the answer will come up and it's, it's often something you know I don't really expect or and I'm like yeah okay actually I have been doing that or for me as you know um, it's my dream it will come up in a dream that night um, and I'll sort of look at the symbolism of that and what that's telling me and I'll sort of get the you know the, the answer from there or at least see where I'm you know kind of going off track um, and maybe work on okay what what's what's causing this let's 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 go further down into the roots of that um, and and doing um, some of the trying to identify really what the core beliefs are which is something that you've you've sort of taught me actually sitting down with a pen and piece of paper around that is quite powerful. Yes. I love your superpower of understanding dreams and how the in your dreams you are or the higher aspect of you is guiding you and leading you to where you need to go and where you need to focus on. Just like I believe the symptoms do as well. The symptoms are just higher 
energy telling us, hey, you know, if it's in the throat, hey, maybe you're blocked up in your throat, you're not speaking, there's something going on. If it's in the hands, maybe you're not giving, maybe you're not receiving, like the whole body is a, a map. Same with the dreams. I know you yeah. know yeah. if I'm dreaming of a horse, that means something. If I'm dreaming of teeth falling out, that means something. And not just in a cute, funny way of like, oh, maybe it means this. But like, no, actually, our dreams are, mm-hmm. I mean, you know more than me. You tell us. like, what it's, Yeah, learn? I mean, it's like a bridge. It's, it, 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 your dreams are speaking to you. They're just in a different language. We just need to understand, you know, understand the symbolism. And, and they're a bridge, really, from our unconscious. Um, you know, you dream something and that then brings it into the conscious. You just need to translate the symbolism to find out you know what is telling me or what is te- what is telling you um and that in itself is really healing because there you're getting answers to oh this is what's going on in my, my unconscious that, you know, and, you're, and you're completely not aware of that and and I, and I we spoke about this earlier and it was um that I decided right I'm going to work with Sarah you know I'd, I'd made that call to you or I think it was an email I can't remember and I'd the money and I was like right I'm going to be working with this woman this is really exciting and I've written it in my journal I'm like I'm so excited that I'm going to be doing this I feel like this is really going to help me kind of move forward you know I felt like I was blocking myself somehow wasn't quite sure and that night had all these terrible horrible dreams about all these authoritarian people you know like Margaret Thatcher with them a dream and this oh, old primary God. school teacher I had who had been really authoritative and I was and I was really scared of them and I was like what is this about and I sort of looked it all up with other stuff as well and it was there was fear there was all this fear coming up of being taken out of my comfort zone so although on a conscious level I'm like this is great this is what I need I'm really excited about this somewhere underneath it my body's going no no um, and so, yeah, your dreams are, are giving you that information and then you've sort of got it to work with, right? Okay, it's fear. Well, let's do some work on the root chakra, do some some yoga around that, you know, and it allows you to then move move forward with that. Sometimes, and I'm recently um, experiencing dreams that are really just sort of giving me confirmation about things. And it's almost just telling me, yeah, you're on the right path. You're sort of doing the right thing. Yeah. And almost, you know, we spoke about that week I had recently of all the migraines and then, you know, had this week of sort of, you know, being more contemplative and not doing, you know, so much as in do, do, do. It was more sort of, you know, meditating and doing the yoga and, and doing the sort of inner stuff. And this dream came up um, about me watering plants and it was about, you know, nurturing and growth. Um, and plants are about, you know, progressively growing. And so that was confirmation to me that, yeah, you're, you're doing the right stuff. You know, you're, you're, you're getting back to, you know, not putting out your yoga and your meditation because you're too busy sort of trying to achieve. Um, that was just confirmation, yeah, you're on the right, you're on the right path sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, they can really help you heal. They're showing you information or they're also telling you when you're on the right path or not. Right. And it's just up to us to learn how to listen, how to listen to mm-hmm. the symptoms, how to listen to the dreams, how to listen to what mm-hmm. we call chance occurrences that are yes. actually, I mean, can you tell us about what happened when you manifested a cow? Because that's such a great story. Hey, love. If you're enjoying the show and you're ready to connect with self-healers, attend powerful coaching masterclasses and get access to restoring and revitalizing self-healing practices, 
head over to notsochronic.com. As a huge thank you for being here on the show, you get an exclusive Not So Chronic discount to join us in our membership exclusive to Women in Healing, the Self Healers Society. You'll get all my best self-healing resources, group support, and powerful coaching all for you in your self-healing. You and your work in the healing arts will be guided, supported, and celebrated. And you will have the chance to come on the show for women in healing ready to share their truth that healing happens. So head to notsochronic.com and join us in the Self Healers Society. Okay, my love, back to the show. <laughs> I forgot about that, yeah. So I am on the lead up to deciding to work with you. I had all this stuff about the money. Oh, I'm going to have to pay the money. And you know what? I'm at the moment in this sort of transition phase, but still at the moment on social security. And I'm like, okay, I've got the got these savings, but you know, I don't have a lot of money coming in. And you know, I need to have got this money that I need to pay toward, you know, I'm getting married next year and having a you know, having a small wedding, but we still need to pay things out. And I'm like, can I can I really afford to give up this money to pay for the coaching? Yes, I really want my God is telling me to do it. Everything's telling me to do it, but I've got this fear about the money. Oh and I was like, right, just do it. I did and I phoned you and I paid the money and that was fine and within 24 hours and I think that was Christmas Eve oh, or the yeah. day before Christmas Eve and my mum and dad came down at Christmas and they said to me and my partner um, so this is what we've got you for, um, for Christmas and they gave us a picture of some of my mum and dad are farmers or my dad's a farmer and um, I grew up in a farm and um, it was a picture of this um, calve and he said, in 18 months' time, he says, I'll be due to sell that um, because of the, he has a dairy farm, so the bull calves get sold when they're a bit older. He said, and that, that's the time that you'll be getting married. So whatever he makes, um, that's money for you, um, you know, towards the wedding. So I was like, and it, it literally what the cast is, what will it be worth? And he, when he told me the money, it was literally the same amount I'd paid for coke <laughs> for you. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I've just manifested this <laughs> Well, <laughs> which is literally, yeah, I just can't I believe it. it. I absolutely love it. All that wasted energy and stress. How can I pay it? Can I really pay it? Now, what really was all that though? Because when you go deeper, was it more like, am I allowed to spend this money on myself? Am I allowed to do this? Mm-hmm this healing modality that could potentially change me on a core level and change my experience of life. Maybe I'm quite safe here, kind of half healed, half still unwell. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'll just sit here a bit longer. Maybe I'll wait till Sarah Mm -hmm. or another coach or another person offer next time. Maybe not right now. Maybe I'm okay as I am. So I love that you chose yourself and then just like your dreams reflect to you and the symptoms reflect to us you got that manifestation back to you as like you haven't you didn't even spend anything you got Mm -hmm. what you wanted and needed and you didn't have to break the bank you didn't have to um work overtime or some other made-up ideas we come up with and analyze when we're allowed to spend money on ourselves exactly and yeah what also happened was I was then given a book for Christmas 
and it was um, again it was about dreams and I've been I've been sort of interpreting and analysing my dreams for about 20 years um, I've you? always had really vivid dreams yeah I started my fr- a friend gave me a dream dictionary when I was about 19 or 20 um, and so, um, you have been underestimating yourself like your dream work 20 years experience <laughs> understanding dreams reading all about dreams learning all about dreams well really when I got this book at Christmas time just the way it was written it was almost like I was supposed to have that specific book and just everything about it I just felt was right and really that book has really accelerated how I really have started to understand my dreams I always did to an extent that there was just something about this book and so yeah I feel like you know almost that was that was meant to happen and as I say you know I had from the point that I decided to work with you before we'd even had our first you know consultation or whatever um, it was like all that stuff you know started to happen already the beliefs that I had were starting to come up I'm having bad dreams oh look there's all this fear that I didn't even realize was there and I hadn't even started to work with you yet it was almost like the universe right went right now she's on the path let's give her all this stuff here's the cow that's paid for it here's another dream book that's really going to accelerate how she understands all this stuff came into awareness before I'd even had my first appointment and would you say that now in hindsight you can feel almost grateful for the symptoms and the illness and the path that you were led on and led yourself on because now you find yourself here an energy healer a dream work facilitator able to help people who come to you who don't know how to read their dreams who don't know why they have chronic fatigue syndrome who don't know why they have migraines all week and then they will speak to you and they will tell you and they you will explore that together and so but you only are able to be where you are now because of the experience that you had, because of everything you learned, mm-hmm. because of every time you flared and air quotes, um, flaring. I say that like that because a flare is really just your next up level. You're just up leveling, you're learning, you're, you're, your body is healing in that flare. Um, it's only when we can lean into self-awareness and self-trust that the body is healing and leading me somewhere. And there's a purpose and there's a point to all of this. I'm special. Mm-hmm. There's a point. I'm not uh, a victim who's here to suffer. There is purpose in all of this. I think early on when I was really unwell, I was just like, why has this happened to me? This is terrible. I always believed that I would get better and that I would heal. Somehow that was just always in me. Um, I remember being on a sort of support group on Facebook, which at that point in time did offer a lot of support to me. Now I find them, I, can't, I don't go on them because, you know, talking about illness and it's not how I how I you know I see it but at the time someone had come on and said you know I feel grateful for the illness it's led me on a different path blah 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 and I remember reading that and thinking what she obviously can't that ill was sort of what I thought but also when I read her post even more and more I was like oh no she has been as ill as me right okay and I sort of thought well I hope someday I'll get the day where I can think that and I would say that time came a couple of years ago when I didn't know what my purpose was going to be I wasn't doing energy healing yet you know I didn't know what I could possibly you know do but what I did know was I didn't want to go back to my old life I didn't want to go back to 
the nine to five, working for other people, you know, and living someone else's dream or, you know, giving all my energy and time away in a way that wasn't necessarily how I would do it. You know, you're sort of obviously you're working for a company, you've got all these policies and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, I don't want to be restricted with all that stuff. I don't want to go back to the life where, you know, I was a binge drinker, you know, and I, when we went out, me and my friends went out every weekend and got really drunk and I would fall over and we would laugh about how, oh, Gail fell, so we know it's a good night if Gail's fell, because that was the life I was living. And and it took a few years, but eventually I was like, I'm not going back to that. You know, when I first became ill, all I wanted was my old life back. Yeah, I'm so glad and, you brought that up because that's it. We're like, I just want to, like, poor me, like, in the state of victim mm-hmm. consciousness that we get in, and I say that with love, we just mm-hmm. want to go back there. But then we have our intuition, we have self-awareness, we have inner work, and we're like, mm-hmm. I was deeply unfulfilled and unhappy in that life. I don't want to go back to that life. I mean, I started to just look at the world and think, this is crazy. Why do we choose to live like this? And I was like, I can't go back to this rat race, nine to five life. Um, And so, and that was the point, I think, where I was able to say, that's what this illness has brought me. It's shown me how I was... I don't want to say wasting my life because there are things I've learned and experiences I've had that make me who I am today, you know, even in that life. So now where I am at the moment, I'm sort of still a bit sometimes, you know, I wake up and think, is this, you know, is this what I'm doing? You know, it was after I started working with you, this um, energy healing modality that I'd never heard of, it's called Seraphim Blueprint Healing came into my awareness and within the space of two days I was on a course and being initiated into this healing. I couldn't believe I'd made this really what I would previously have called an impulsive decision. Yes, and I always spontaneity has been big for you, right? That's yeah. been something you really wanted to um, lean into in your life. It was impulsiveness for me was like a bad word because I used to work in the field of mental health and impulsivity is a symptom, listed as a symptom of some psychiatric disorders and, and, and psychological things. And in fact, the most extreme example of that is people who are diagnosed with psychopathy will often have, you know, impulsivity as one of their, their main symptoms. So to me, it was like being impulsive, you know, correlates with being a psychopath in my head. Impulsivity was just this bad thing. You put a post on Instagram about something you'd done really spontaneously. I think you'd like moved out of an apartment into a treehouse and it all just happened in the space of 44 hour, eh, 48 hours. And I was like, oh, wow, how exciting. But something about that word spontaneity on your post jumped out to me. And I went and picked up a thesaurus and I looked it up in the thesaurus and there listed as one of the sort of words that has similar meaning wasn't impulsive. And I was like, oh, but these two meaning, you know, these two words had very different connotations to me. And I started to sort of work around that, yeah. And so now I'm trying to be yeah, more spontaneous and not seeing that a spontaneous decision, you know, it's a bad thing, you know, it's yeah, a impulsive thing that you have to talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You also yeah. signed up to Yoga Nidra as well. So you're a Yoga Nidra facilitator. 
So many. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I spontaneously did this energy healing, have been doing it on people that I know, and I'm doing that as distance healing. Will this really work? Yep, it's really powerful. People are experiencing things, you know, as I'm doing this. And I've got a friend who does sort of spiritual healing and he's like, you're really good. You know, you're a really good healer. And, I, and I'm sort of like, oh, wow, you know, where did this come from? And that sort of led me on to, you know, go and address something I've listened to um, help me um, relax um, for, for years and as a sort of meditation tool as well. I saw a course become a facilitator for yoga nidra and I did that online as well and so yeah all this stuff just suddenly started to come to me and it's like you know my purpose is to be a healer you know and I'd always sort of been in that path I think before but not quite in the right way and it's taken as you say becoming ill and and looking at my life completely differently yeah um, because you weren't into the so-called woo were you you were you told me you were just like um what could we say just not not into the woo you know you weren't into this stuff you weren't going around saying that you could see yourself being an energy healer and the other thing I wanted to speak on was how I think it's really inspiring and empowering that as a woman in healing, in healing, because we are always healing, even if I could say Mm -hmm. I don't have chronic illness anymore, but tomorrow I have a throat infection or something, right? We're always healing something. And you now um, opening yourself up to be an energy healer and not having any limiting belief of like, I'll do it when I'm healed or um, I'm still, I still get symptoms sometimes. So how can I be an energy healer? I can't do that. Like maybe mm-hmm. you had those thoughts, but you worked but through I did, them. yeah. Yeah, I had those thoughts at the beginning of working with you when I spoke to you about, you know, what my visionary life might look like, you know, for me. And I've always felt this, you know, I've always wanted to be in a, in a I don't see my visionary life being necessarily in the UK um, and you were sort of challenged me on well okay so why aren't you there and why aren't you doing it and the first things that came out were like well you know um, I can't be you know, I can't be on a plane for that long. And, you know, I still have some food intolerances and they're healing and they're much better, you know. You know, I might not be able to get food in a plane and then what will I do? And there was all this all this sort of stuff came up and you were like, let's work on that. Um, and so now, you know, I don't, I don't have those things anymore. You know, yes, I still have food intolerances, but I'm also now not of the belief that someone's not going to be able to cater for that. You know, I'll be able to get some food to eat. And I've gone from, you know, oh, this visionary life of living abroad will be, you know, later, later, sometime down the line, when I'm better, when I'm healed, to um, I'm now reapplying for my passport, which had expired in 2015. Um, You know, the place that Mark and I had always wanted to go to um, for a week, not that this is the kind of um, long-term plan, but, you know, for a wee holiday with Santorini in Greece, and you can't fly there directly from Scotland. And just after I'd sort of got over the beliefs of, you know, I can't fly and I can't leave the country, some tour operator announces that they're now doing direct flights from Edinburgh to Santorini. And I was like, <laughs> Of oh. course they are. <laughs> yeah. 
that's meant to be. Um, so yeah, there, there, there's been all these, there's all that belief about, you know, yeah, yeah, I will do that and I won't do that, but that'll be further down the line. That'll be when I'm better. Um, and now it's like, okay, I am working towards this. And the, the only sort of major restriction at the moment um, is, is COVID and the fact, you know, we're not allowed to leave the country rather than it being me and all the things about me and all the things that I have wrong with me, you know, that I think are stopping me from doing any sort of normal thing. Yeah, I complete, I'm completely with you on all of that. And I think it's so funny how we realize for me as a privileged white woman, I will say that all of the, all of the limitations I had were self-imposed limitations. And there's a lot of um, empowerment and responsibility in being able to see that and step out of those self-imposed limitations of like, I can't, um, I can't do this or that. I I'm not good enough to do that. I'm not experienced enough to do that. Um, I will always be poor because my parents were poor and, and just all of these ways that we can keep ourselves in this box were self-imposed. Now we have, yeah, like the situation you're in, you literally are finding that you cannot fly out of the country. To some degree, I would still say there may be wiggle room because I feel like there's always, where there's a will, there's a way. I mean, I, I also left at a time where they said that we couldn't leave, but to not get in too much into that, I do think that we have to get real with ourselves. It goes back to what we were saying before. Get real on where am I being honestly, truly limited limited by some external like situation? If it's a person, you know, that's terrible. Like then we need to get out. We need to get help. If it's a job or something. And then when is it just self-imposed? When is it just us saying, well, I can't leave my job. I hate it and it makes me sick and it's like crushing my soul. But, you know, I can't leave because it's the only way I can make money. It's the only thing I know how to do. You know, I the simple, smallest things like um, one of mine was I can't get up at six, seven in the morning and meditate and all of that. I feel horrendous in the morning. But all of this, I can't, I can't like, it's like, okay, well, that's your core belief. That's what you believe. Then that's the reality you'll have. Mm-hmm. And the reality I had was I couldn't get up at six. Getting up at six was horrendous. And now I get up at six before my alarm, you know, because I've changed those underlying things. And it's not that mm-hmm. a lot of people think the life change or like the happiness and the alignment and the getting up and doing the things and becoming an energy healer happens after the healing process. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's it's and actually it's the medicine. It's how to heal is in yeah, change. The process, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And for me, I had you know um, this very structured day and these rest periods throughout my day, which I'd been doing now for years. And at one point early on in my illness, yes, that was absolutely what I needed. That was what my you know nervous system needed just to sort of help me get into a place of healing. Um, was you know to have these rest periods throughout the day. As I started to work with you and started to knock down or sort of dismantle all these limiting beliefs and see that more and more was possible, I started to have more energy. And I now go to bed later than I used to. I now don't have my late morning 
sort of nap or lie down like I used to. My afternoon rest, which is still in there, is shorter than it, it used to be and not because I made some conscious decision to go, right, I'll just cut out the rest and I'll, uh, you know, you know, and I'll make that rest shorter. It just all started to happen when I was you know, getting rid of these these beliefs and blocks, seeing that things are possible, getting excited about the things that I could potentially start to do in my life. And, you know, next thing I had more energy to do more of these things. Yeah. You know, and other symptoms have subsided, you know, the sort of long-term persistent sort of underlying things that were still sort of there have yeah. all started to subside as well. I've been able, you know, to... to walk further than you know I've been able to for years I have more energy I have more you know muscle power to do that it was the change in the beliefs and doing the inner work and seeing what was possible that led to the feeling better and the reduction in symptoms and the more energy to allow me to then do the things you know it's not it's not as you say I need to be better first before I can do that. Actually, if you start some action and inner work to get there, it will all start to fall into place yeah. is, is how I'm experiencing it. Yeah. As you were talking there, I was thinking of how a lot of it comes down to a sense of safety and mm-hmm. change. I mean, the body, we're sort of like wired to, to fear change. And a lot of the healing is in healing the fear of change and mm-hmm. allowing ourselves to change and transform, stepping into that version of ourselves who doesn't have chronic illness anymore and any possible potential benefits that we you know, had in, in manifesting chronic illness, which may have been a sense of safety. You know, when mm-hmm. I say benefits, some people think I mean, you know, like we just pretended that we had illness so we could get benefits. And I know I'm not talking about pretending. There's no pretense here. There's real illness, but there may be a benefit like it allowed me to form a bubble of safety around me, it allowed me to have a structured mm-hmm. regime. It allowed me to take lovely cozy naps where I didn't have to be responsible for anything. And I felt rotten the whole time, but maybe feeling rotten was also safe in some warped way and this is how inner work helps Mm -hmm. us to explore that why have i equated napping and and smallness and quietness and limited opportunities limited potential with safety and then we can explore that and Mm -hmm. we can heal that and as you start to feel safer and safer and safer you also get louder you also get brighter you also get more vibrant more cheap in your body right and then you can do the scary thing which is actually aligning yourself with your mission with your goals with your dreams and that's 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 totally how it was for me it was all this fear every time I'd done you know this sort of looking you know what are my beliefs around this was all fear and it was all about you know taking the next step oh this is something new this is taking me out my comfort zone oh my god it was flaring up anxiety and all and all sorts of stuff and uh, I found a quote actually quite early on when I was working with you and it's and it, I just when I read it I thought oh I was just meant to find that and it said The walls of your comfort zone are lovingly decorated with your lifelong collection of excuses. Oh, oh, yeah, that's me. 
Oh my goodness, that is and so good. Yeah. Can you say it again for us? The walls of your comfort zone are lovingly decorated with your lifelong collection of favourite excuses. <laughs> I love um, it. That was so me. It. I've always been like a chronic procrastinator, but I also recognise now all that procrastination was really just the fear. Uh, you know, I, I didn't want to tell myself, no, I'm not going to do that new thing. So I would just think about it, mull it over, procrastinate a while until I'd sort of miss the boat. Oh, well, you know, I can't do it now. Uh, yeah, and we say, I guess it wasn't meant to be. I guess, uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, but, but for, you know, for years I've been, I've been sort of holding myself back. And so, yeah, you're, you're talking about the fear and the comfort zone. And yeah, that was all definitely totally stuff for me and what I also recognize is when I was younger um, you know I was very quiet and very shy and you know I, I had no assertiveness skills at all you know I, uh, people could just walk over the top of me I was a doormat I didn't like confrontation so I would do it you know whatever anyone wanted and it took me until my early 20s I think and, I, and there was a period of time where I worked in um, a call center why that was good for me was that I developed you know assertiveness skills and that sort of helped a bit and I'm finding now as you say as you find this sort of confidence or you know you deal with the fears that are stopping you from moving outside your comfort zone you get louder and you're more able to talk you know, here I am sitting on a podcast saying things and all these realisations about myself that, you know, six months ago, a year ago, you know, I just couldn't have said, you know, I always had this fear of being vulnerable or speaking up about how I feel, you know, or oh, nobody wants to hear me moaning or, you know, I don't want to be an attention seeker or picking up time and not only am I sitting on this podcast I've now started a YouTube channel to talk about you know chronic illness and, and mental health issues and you know I'm on there discussing my my dreams which bring up a lot of emotional stuff and a lot of you know sort of inner things that even I'm not always consciously aware of until I dream them and I'm discussing them on this YouTube channel and I'm and I'm sort of finding my voice so as you say you move out the comfort zone a little bit but you also get louder and more confident yes and you reform what safety means for you and now you've got this beautiful youtube channel which is your safe place where you can express yourself and then what we practice in our I just want to bring this all together by saying like what we practice on the mat and I say on the mats metaphorically, you don't have to practice Mm -hmm. yoga, whatever your, your thing is, you've got that practice. Then you've got your like soul led kind of mission in life that you want to help people. And maybe that takes up the form of a YouTube channel, a podcast, or some some mm-hmm. way that you put yourself out there on the internet. And the, the, the form doesn't matter. But in doing that, that's more healing. That's more inner work. So you are healing when you are doing yoga. You are healing when you are uh, filming a YouTube video, that you are expressing your voice. You're showing up. You're a bit nervous, but you do a little meditation. You say an affirmation. You say... I'm love and accept myself. And then you press record and you put yourself out there and it's just more healing. It's just more and more healing. And then you get feedback and then people want to work with you. And then you're getting, you know, abundance from just simply being yourself, unearthing who you are. You haven't had to be anyone that you're not. You've only had to go in and find who you are. Because we're all little girls within. And it's just, 
you know, you can come out now. You can come out from under the blanket. You come out of that chronic fatigue. You can come out of all the um, terrible bloating, mm -hmm. all of that stuff. It's safe now. You're safe now. I'm here, right? And you say that to mm -hmm. yourself. I'm here now. Oh, Gail, I have loved having you on the show so much. Thank you so much for your time and energy. You're so inspiring. You're so empowering. I love knowing you. I love how we brought each other into um, each other's lives, right? Because you're learning with me. I'm learning yeah. with you always. I mean, you even gave me energy mm -hmm. healing when I was in hospital last month with the throat infection. And um, <laughs> not many, you know, coaches can say that they get energy healing from their clients. So I love it. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm gonna put your YouTube channel and all the bits and pieces in the um, description for this podcast episode, so that everyone listening along will be able to find you there. And your the name of your YouTube channel is Beautiful yeah. Minds, right? Yeah, that's right. So thanks very much for having me. And as you see, it's it's been healing for me just to be on and and to speak as well as you know feeling quite honored to be on as a as a guest and also you know i'm sort of happy to be able to come on and say you know a lot of this has happened you know and i'm now on this path because i worked with you you know i, I recognize how much i was sort of holding myself back and so it's it's been and as I and as I described even from the point where I decided right I'm going to work with Sarah you know things started to change and things started to happen so it was all it was all supposed to be <laughs> oh thank you so much Gayon for saying that and listeners I did not pay her to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah thank you so much okay my loves I hope you enjoyed this show and if you did Remember to check out your not-so-chronic discount and join the Self-Healers Society over at notsochronic.com for powerful coaching masterclasses, self-healing practices, and real friendships with real women who heal themselves. We are the revolution. I'm Sarah. See you next time. And remember, healing happens.